I've been thinking. We're their ancestors. If they destroy us, won't that destroy them? Let's bring us to the grandfather paradox. But what? If you went back in time and killed your own grandfather, how could you have been born to commit the act? What's the answer? There's no answer. It's a paradox. But in the future, those in power clearly believe that you can kick Grandpa downstairs, gouge his eyes out, slit his throat without consequence. Could they be right? Doesn't matter. They believe it. So they're willing to destroy us. Can I go back to sleep now? No, I thought of something else. Great. This reversing the flow of time. Doesn't us being here now mean it never happens? Could we stop them? Optimistically, I'd say that's right. Pessimistically? In a parallel world's theory, we can't know the relationship between consciousness and multiple realities. Is your head hurt yet? Yes. Try sleep. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Reviews Podcast. I'm your host, Ken. Here with your co-host, Love Zach. Yo, what's going on? You got a couple of more days before we get out of this 2020 F year. Let's do it. Facts, indeed. Uh, welcome to the season two of Reviews. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we have made it. <laughs> season two, we started this back when the pandemic started. Absolutely. Uh, back in March. Um, we started off, kicked it off with, of course, the Tenant trailer, the most anticipated movie, the movie that's supposed to bring back the theaters, Absolutely. Um, Post-pandemic or during pandemic. Mm -hmm. So here we are with the review on the week of its digital release. Of course, we both was able to see it in theaters when it finally came to the States. Um, Zach saw it uh, probably a couple of weeks before me or a month. I saw it not too long after. Um, We did watch it twice or so. Yeah, I watched Um, it twice last night. I, uh, you know, my apologies to the audience. We would have had this on the uh, eve of the actual um, Blu-ray release, digital release for the 20th. But um, I got kind of caught up with the Christmas shopping and, you know, it slowed me down and I wanted to really catch up on the second view so I could give a proper perspective on what I felt Tenet was all about. Surely, totally understand. So I definitely want to say this for everybody listening, if you've got to this point so far, spoilers ahead, please. If you don't want to hear what's going to happen in the film or our thoughts on the film, please stop right now. Check it out after you see the film. Um, highly recommend to check it out before you listen. Or if you don't care to watch it, we'll definitely tell our parts about it. The best part about this whole thing is I have yet to hear any of Zach's thoughts on it. <laughs> he hasn't heard any of my thoughts. So this is live. You guys are going to hear it for the first time as we both express it. So Facts. again, thanks guys for listening. Thanks for sticking around and get ready for this, (laughs) hopefully, this amazing review for season, start season two. So at the end of it, uh, there's definitely a lot of things that we wish could have been done. Definitely. Um, We really do wish it was, it was a sequel to Inception, which it could have been based on all the rumors. It could have been Neil, you know, um, what's his name? Son, you know, DiCaprio's son from Inception. It could have been a lot. It could have been a lot of things, I think. But, okay, fine. Tennis' his own thing. Totally understand. I believe they both can live in the same world. I hope at some point the next film is a continuation or a combination of them both. Right? That would be pretty cool. We'll see. I'm not going to get my hopes up. But at the end of the day, I'm going to score it. 
a three out of five stars. Wow, that's film. pretty. Uh, it's pretty tough. It's pretty tough. I'm gonna give it a four out of five. I'm gonna give it a four out of five. Three out of five. Wow, I didn't expect that one. Why? 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 why yeah. Uh, so you know, so reluctant to. Uh... I'm gonna be realistic about it. I mean, if we're gonna give certain films a five, Inception is a five. Yeah, I agree. Three? Inception is perfect. I okay. watch Inception so, ten times. Uh, and I enjoy it every right? time. Okay. Of course. So if you're going to look at the films that we've given a four, do we put it on the same level as Tenet? If you do, then I totally understand. I mean, after watching the second time, the opening and ending scene, you definitely enjoy it. Um, a large part in the middle, I think the, the Mumbai scene when he finally meets Priya and her husband was a great scene. Uh, yeah, hopping up the building. And just the Illuminati moments, I mean, you know, when they mentioned Tenet and they didn't, you live in the twilight world and no friends of dusk. I mean, I'm running in that till I die. You know, I might put that on my tombstone. Of course. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I totally understand that. <laughs> but I'm going to give it a four. I'm going to give it a four. That's fine. Four, I give it a three. So we got a definitely out of ten, seven, which is exactly a nice solid number for it. So, of course, I'm going to kick it off on the top. What is your thoughts of Tenet? Did it do what it was supposed to do? Did it bring the masses back to the theaters? Is this one of Nolan's best films? Where does it fall on the radar? Come on, let me hear what you got. All right, so first of all, it did what it needed to do, which was confuse the F out of everybody who watched this damn movie. (laughs) Um, It's one of Nolan's most confusing and conflicted films to watch because the whole time you feel like you're in a physics exam it's like what the hell's going on you know um it's not for the faint of heart you know what i'm saying this is a film that you got to really be a fan of christopher nolan to truly enjoy tenant um you can't just be a casual viewer of nolan films you got to really fully locked and loaded and completely engaged to enjoy tenant you can't sway you can't casually look off and you know do something on your phone and multitask doing certain other things if you home or you know etc you got to be fully engaged for two and a half hours 100 percent. so the word tenant itself is a palindrome yeah right so please if i want to break get, this down I'm because go, I, this is where my yeah, questions are going to come get, in segue so you go ahead yeah, yeah of course i'm gonna get a little bit not off topic but i'm gonna discuss if you're going into tenant which you should know or coming out of tenant which you should know as well so, yeah, I don't know if you guys ever heard of the Seda Square. I never heard that. Never heard of it. Okay. So the Seda Square is uh, made up of, it's a, uh, Seda Square or Rotor Square is what they call it. Um, it's definitely a five Latin palindrome. Mm. So it starts with, and if you guys are listening, we'll make this the logo for the podcast. So you probably see it in Anchor or in um, Spotify. Um, if not, we'll also tweet it when we promote it so you guys actually see the image of the Seda Square. So basically Seda Square is the five words, like I said, Seda, no matter how you look at it, it's gonna be Seda, um, Opera, and Tenet, as well as Rotas and Aripo. Those are the five words. No matter how you look at it on the square, they will always be the same, back and forth. So hence the name Tenet Palindrome. So those five words, if you guys heard the names I just said, 
was also in the film. Stater was the name of the. the okay, soundtrack, okay, right? okay. Right? That was he, a Russian he, billionaire. Okay. Right. He he hired his security detail, which was from Rotest. That's the name of yes. the company. Right. The person who made the fake painting that sold it to him, that his wife was like under the his Goya, stomach for, was Goya. called. Uh, yeah, it was called Europa. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, of course, the opera was the opening scene of the film. And then the name of the film is Tenet. So Nolan definitely took everything from the Seda Square, the palindrome, and put it into this film. Wow. Okay. So that's something to really look at. See, so again, that's something that, you know, I'm sure a lot of people didn't know oh, yeah, going into it, and a lot of people didn't know that, coming no. out of it. Okay. I mean, visually, his, one of his best, I, I think Stella probably was, to me, his most And it really um, made me appreciate two films a lot. Let's say which Inception, of course, of course, and Interstellar. The one of my favorite. Interstellar. Yeah, Interstellar, yeah, 100%. I think that was more visually... Because those are the only two other films that had very confusing plots and premises within the film that still is being argued. Of course, the ending of Interstellar via the black hole situation is still debated highly. The inception aspect of towards the ending, whether was Cobb really dreaming or, you know, was that his reality? Or was he still trapped within the dream? You know what I'm saying? And this is why I appreciate Tenet on the second viewing because it's a, again, Nolan hits the mark in terms of what he wants his viewers to do, which is still discuss and try to contemplate on what was really happening, especially at the end when Max and Neil had their final conversation. What was really going on? And and I'm going to leave it at that because I know you're going to go into it, but yeah. Yeah, listen, um, I watched the film once and uh, I understood it based on the questions I was asked <laughs> okay. after. Okay. Um, here go to Kenya Bison. <laughs> Is that the book? <laughs> Listen. Go ahead, go ahead, because I have, I have some, I have some definitely, I have some of course, questions. Of course, get the questions. You're going to have the questions. Listen, I enjoyed the film. Um, it's not, if you had to put in the top, the top list of Nolan films, no. Um, you know, of course, Dark Knight in there for one of the trilogies. It got into Stella, like we mentioned, and one of my favorites, Inception. Um, I definitely put it above Dunkirk. Dunkirk well, was but... a good film, but to me, that was like, it didn't feel like a Nolan film. No, no, and I'm, you know, so it definitely, I, I put, you know, Tenet of I think that, that was the film that Nolan had to make to appease some of his Hollywood top execs, you know, people who just want him to, to do that war movie and make something visually stunning, but was just basically a historical event, you know, and he's like, all right, here, yeah. here you go. You know what I mean? Leave me alone. You did a great yeah. job. With, with yeah, it was a good, but um, I, I didn't watch the whole yeah. thing, but it was a good, it's a good film. I mean, so... As far as Tenet goes, as I mentioned on the on the review and the second trailer review that we did. So if you look at that, you can already tell where this film is going. Okay. So without getting too crazy with it, um, basically the understanding that the inverted world is in reverse mm-hmm. and the normal world forward, is forward yeah. is basically a a brilliant way to to show and showcase this in a film okay so we have a story that to me right like i said this is all no, my no. opinion that the 
the beginning of the film was the end and the end was the beginning. Uh, That's what it looks like to me. Yeah, because because the beginning of the film, there is no explanation. It's just right into the action. So it, it felt like the viewer should already know what the fuck's happening. And that's why the right. opening of this film is so classic. It's the one thing that makes you want to watch this film constantly over and over again. Because right. it, that one it opens up amazing. and it's Correct. like you are literally... That's the first time I watched a film where I felt totally immersed into the drama, into the actual intensity of the moment, you know, because you really don't know what the fuck's going on. All you know is there's a bunch of goons, a SWAT, and is there a bomb being defused? Is there a bomb being, you know, removed? Like, what's happening here? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that right. makes sense. And to me, that was the first time you saw one of the pieces of the album. Correct. Now, um, we go further into it. If you recall, when the protagonist um, convinced Seda to work with him, he said, do you like the opera? You know, these are kind of hints that went into it for me to make it seem like the beginning of this film was definitely the end. Um, we also look at when his wife, Kat, um, explained that she saw a woman off jump the off boat, the boat. Yeah. Again, this was her in that present in that time. So... To me, the film is showcasing that as much as we're going forward, there is a parallel verse that's, that's so going boy. in the opposite direction. But Not that's also forward, right? simultaneous within the time stream. Correct. See, that's the part that's Correct. messing up. And there's a part where Robert Pattinson's character, Neil, was saying that the more we keep going into the inverted world, our normal world, the time stream is starting to affect inversion. And we're basically dominating their timeline versus them dominating ours. Yeah, but you also look at what he said, the grandfather effect. Explain that part. Well, well, it's very simple. The fact of if you went back into the inverted time to try to kill yourself, or kill your father, will that prevent you from being where you are now? It won't. Yes, that's what they was talking about when it was about to try to save... Uh, and yes. the cat got shot. Which is so one of the most confusing it. scenes. Okay, so because, why is it confusing? Because she got shot in the inverted world. Yes. Ahead, You're right. Okay. She got shot in the okay. inverted world, and they were in the inverted world, and they were going back to the time where, essentially, Max and Neil were making the heist via the Freeport. Now, at that point, once Max seen himself in the forward world right and they began the tussle which already happened so you were just seeing it in inversion which is why all his um tactics and physical attacks were being deflected there was a point where he was about to kill him and of course you see the forward patterson aka neil's character tell him stop and then when he began his run once he exited the cargo bay he reversed back and then now they were entering the machine which let the viewer know they were now back on the normal time time string which is the forward time string is, is that not correct what that was because that it happens is what so it quick. is but you notice that right but but to me but to me it's it, it goes back to <laughs> destiny right <laughs> does it matter does it matter what we saw in the beginning 
that was going to happen, obviously, because that's what happened. In the forward time stream, their inverted time stream met. They We all it, met it, at it that collided. same point. Correct. So to me, does it matter what could have happened? This had to happen. This path that Neil is putting the protagonist on had to happen based on the actions that we saw. The difference was, again, because this is a palindrome, we saw it from the one angle and then we got to see it from the other the other the other path. So that's the reason why I'm saying this film is basically in reverse. So if we were to watch it from the end first, right, and I think it will make more sense than the way we watched it. I now. think Nolan would agree with you, but then here is my pessimistic point. All of this what was the true point, the true essence of the film? And this is why I'm frustrated. Okay. Yes, I was asked the same thing by the person I watched it with. They hated it. They completely hated it. It was like, this is trash. I can't believe we wasted all this time watching this film. And it made no sense. We couldn't hear some of the lines because the music was over it. And I get it. I totally understand that. The point of the film, well, the whole plot was that someone in the future was sending parts back to, of this crazy device that can destroy the world back to the past through the inversion um, timeline, okay? Now, it started off with Seder, and they were paying Seder in gold bars, as we yeah, saw in yeah, yeah, the flashback yeah. that he took. Okay. Now, because he's being a big baby, because he's dying, he figured he'll destroy okay, the so entire he world. That part, this is like, when... Towards the end, when he was on the phone... Speaking from the yeah. forward time stream via the inversion time screen time stream when they were in the um, the pit, yes, the caves. Uh -huh. He was basically saying he's like just f at school bay, and I'm just like, why? Why are you doing that? You're a yeah. billionaire because he's because oh. he's dying. So just like he said, if if I can't have you, nobody will. So because he's dying, instead of putting these he's want to push the right button. Person. Yes. He wants to collide the inversion and the normal together, which will cause an implosion of both. Be the time stream. That was his. That was his. Yeah, that was his goal. Okay, so he explained. Stop. But again, fine. Right. So that well, part of the end scene because at the end, Neil's faith has already. And Neil wants to go. He's already. He's dead. He wants to go back. He he. But he yes, because the protagonist is like, listen, you don't have to die. We could stop this right now. He's like, no, we're standing here. That means we won. So why would we fight destiny? That was Neil's whole thing. I'm going back in because in the future we meet. You are the one that got me on board. And you're the one that sent me back here to make sure things continue as it should. And if we're standing here with all three parts, that means we won. So, so why, why would you fight destiny? Dissemble the parts and give it to them. Because that was the plan. For because Max in the future to told him to it. do that. That is correct. Okay. So the protagonist is in the future. He is the one that who so brought the on protagonist me. really alive in the present. He is because that's how he's able to get to the future. <laughs> you see what I'm talking about? Now, now I'm going to get even more crazy with it. Now we know this happened. The, the, the question I had and what I brought up to the person I watched it with was, is Neil the son of Kate? Yeah, that's what a lot of my because my, my, my sister-in-law, she, she watched a couple of vids and she put me on. And she was like, 
Neil is her son in the future? Well, I would assume that, right? That's it makes sense. He has a different name, of course. Yeah, of course, he can change his name. But when his when Kate was shot, Neil did not react like a child to his mother. But the question is, does he know that's his mom? Well, I would assume so, in the sense that at the end, Cat and the child is now alive. No one is bothering them. The protagonist is the only one that knows about their life. And of course, we can assume he gets a love interest with her. And maybe they have a child, which becomes Neil. Or that child that she has already is Neil. Those are the only two things I assume. <clears throat> so that's, that's a question I don't know. That's a question that I'm like, is Neil her son or is Neil protagonist son? I have so no here's cat. A, I have no here's idea. the question that I, I had gripping. The end scene, which is technically the beginning. And this is where the physics aspect of Tenet frustrates me. How are the inverted and the people in the forward time stream simultaneously operating in the same timeline, bro? Well, of course you can. This is why they have the Come two on. And the best part, the best they just part about that whole there, scene. Bro. But that is it. That's that's the whole point. The best part of that whole scene is the fact that they had 10 minutes to do this, to make the stop. And one, the red team is the 10 minutes, the blue team is 10 minutes, and the, the name of the film is Tenet, which is two tens facing each other, which is awesome. I'm sure a lot of people I didn't get, get that, that point. That's fantastic. But, but I see there's certain laws of physics that no one is forcing you to what, agree with to make what, that scene make but you sense. What, what's, what's difficult to agree with? If you were able to see the protagonist fight himself from the inverted world in the present, why could you not see two teams going <laughs> at war to help each other at the end? I don't because, understand bro, that. Why Nolan would you not did the same thing in Inception. This is where people are going to agree with me and the listeners are going to agree with me. He never explains the origin, the ethos, the, basically the Inception of the machines that allow you to travel between the two different timelines, bro. Well, it's not traveling to timelines. It's traveling through the, the um, your mind, your consciousness. I get that, okay? There will be a prequel. That's hopefully. what he said with Inception. I mean, I was... As I'm saying, I hope. Oh, you're talking about who built the machine in Tenet. Sorry, but you meant for as far as nice what's it called, those. Well, they kind of did give it. Ex they kind of gave an explanation. This is a futuristic technology that is allowing them to go from the future back to the past via the inversion time stream. So somebody created those wheels, right? Which is what my, my is thing causing is, them to be able to travel. Fine, through I'll accept that. But my thing is was the end scene the the climax scene you as a viewer you already see the blue team inversion team red team the forward team and that's it there is no explanation you don't know how they got there the bottom line is they're there they have 10 minutes and you have to accept that they were there it's just like what but what do you mean they, they were called in by the guy who was that final that, that guy who took the piece with the rest and of his now, character was inserted out of I, nowhere as well i know i, I okay bro <laughs> i i agree because like i said the person i watched it with felt the same way they like who like, is this fuck? dude where this guy come from how how come all of, right how come all of a sudden he knows yes. what has to be done 
Like, where he come from? Again, he's from the future. I, that's the only thing I can explain. He he has gotten his orders from the future protagonist oh or Neo, and they're the ones that know what they need to know. I mean, this is how I see it. I totally agree. There are some some issues with the film, but I understand where Nolan was going with this. Nolan is not looking for you to be a person to sit back and just watch this film. The fact that he had some scenes where the music was blaring over the dialogue is strictly Yes, that's like, always been a problem. There's no with caption. Nolan. Yeah. How am I supposed to know what the hell they're saying? And I get all that. But for what I needed to know, I understood it. I even take it further in believing that the protagonist is the one that Seder was working for. Okay. I mean, is the one that's, yes. I believe the protagonist is the one that sent Seder on a mission and paid him with the gold bars to do to get these pieces of the algorithm together so that he can then take it and separate it. Correct. That's what I feel. I feel Seder was working for the protagonist the whole time, which of course is David Washington's <sighs> character. Man. I mean, certain characters, like you said, just literally came out of thin air, and you had to literally yes, that was just very... accept yeah. their dialogue, accept their knowledge, and accept their execution of the inverted time statistical tactical this, plan. This has happened many of times in the film, even the beginning part. Whether he woke up, welcome to the afterlife, this is Tenet, and he just went with it. Like, excuse me, what the fuck? Like, where's this guy come from? You know what I mean? All of a sudden, he's going to tell him, put your fingers together, and, you know, the word Tenet. Like, that part to me needed some more background. The new army guy needed some more background. So, grant this movie was two and a half hours, add an extra 30 minutes. Yeah, give him a full five I thought there were a lot of wasted scenes. The Russian billionaire, there was a lot of wasted scenes. With Seda and Kat, with their basically back and forth, which is, you know, you are my wife, you do as I say, not as I do, moments, and I and I hear you, fine, but he could, you know, Nolan could have really cut a lot of those short and, and, and really focused and build certain key characters that were going to be present in key climactic scenes. And that was one of my biggest issues. We had too many emotional moments with Seda and his wife. That's Kat, correct? Yes, correct. They, they had to I they had to show what kind of person he was, what kind of what kind of strain, emotional strain Kat was taking from him as to why she would want him dead and why she would kill him at and the a, beginning. And a large part of the whole goal of Max's overall execution was to essentially help Kat and save her so that she can have her son back. I mean, let's not pussyfoot around. Who's the protagonist? I think some of the best scenes were the dialogue scenes. When he had a dialogue with uh, Michael Caine, the, the initial meeting with yes. Priya. I think the yes. greatest part of this film is Nolan's ode <clears throat> to the Illuminati. We live in a twilight world. And they're no friends yeah. at dusk. That's Illuminati. Illuminati. Yeah, so, yeah. I gotta give Nolan respect to the Illuminati because they speak to each other like that. That's how they identify each other. So that was basically, you know, the protagonist figuring out who he's dealing with. Is he dealing with 
someone sworn in via the oath, via the creed, or you just dealing with another economic hitman. You know what I'm saying? Of course, yes. And again, I liked his outfits. I definitely like that scene when he said, "Oh yeah, the Brooks Brothers." Yeah, Brooks yeah. Brothers. That's yes. all your way. We beat you up across the street from that VAP ass Paul Stewart. Yes, I knew you would love that. And even the way they're giving him a lot of snobbery with the, uh, can you box it up? Absolutely not. Like, do you know what kind of restaurant you're in, sir? <laughs> exactly. You don't box up meals you consume at your table. If not, school bay. That's right. School bay, man. <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely like the dialogue. It's this film that had the dialogue. Um, I give Go it ahead. Okay. I'm happy for David Washington. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Great role. I think him and Robert Pattinson will do more films together. They have a lot of, they have they great should. chemistry. Um, I think they that's should. what really powered the movie through. Uh, you believe their interactions. You never felt like they were just grouped together, you know, to because they were powerhouse actors and they just need to like, really right. de- deliver and drive this script. I felt like Pattinson and uh, Washington really like drove it hit home runs with all of their dialogue. Even at the ending. I didn't understand it, but you felt the emotion, you know what I mean, when he was heading back. Well, that's that's exactly what it was. It was, listen, I don't need you to go back because, you know, why have why die? Why go back to the inverted world where you come back to save me and get shot in the head to save us? Why do that? You can just stay here. You don't have to go back. That was the whole point of that conversation. I agree. But like Neil said, why? Like we're, we're standing here with all the pieces. So clearly we've done it right. We've won. You know, the other question that, you know, people had on their minds were, if Neil was from the future, why not know exactly what's going to happen next? Right. And like, but like I explained, everything had to happen the way it's supposed to. We can't fight destiny. This is why Neil's best line is the grandfather effect, which is like, even though you think you can go back in time and kill your dad, that means you won't be born. That's not the case. Neil is Neil. We talked about Washington. So Rob, we talking about David Washington. Yeah, Neil, his character's name didn't have a name. He just the protagonist. protagonist. Okay, fine. I th- I felt like majority of his whole goal was to just save Cat and her son. Right, and as to that's why I feel that she becomes a love interest, and Neil is either their love child or that child. I think the 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 plutonium the the plutonium two forty one was like a sidebar mission outside bar, you know. um, It was kind of grouped in. Yeah, it was again. That scene was to show us the two worlds interacting one another, but from the forward position. And then we were able to see it from the inverted position as to how it played out. Like, ah, it makes sense why this car was doing what it was doing. That's basically what it was. It was to show us the inverted side of it. So, like, again, the first half of the film was us forward. We're just going forward. All the shit that's happening is happening. And then the second half of the film was to show us why it was happening. That's basically how I took it. <sighs> Fine. I'll accept that because that's really what it was, so I can't deny it. No, but again, there were some parts where you're like, this is not needed. Like, they were watching a cat in that first scene when I'm talking in the restaurant and the guys come to beat the protagonist's ass. I don't think we needed that entire scene. Facts. That scene to me was a wasted scene. We needed the scene with him fighting himself forward, him fighting himself inverted, 
We need the scene of the car chase. We need the scene with him and Neil talking while, you know, trying to get her back to life about the grandfather effect, etc. We, we need the opera scene to see Neil in the beginning save his life as to why Neil is such a big part of this whole entire film and this whole thing called Tenet. Um, I would like for sure to have a part two. We don't need a prequel. I want to know what happens in the future. Now, the next Tenet film, which I doubt will come out, should be a future version of this, showing it from the future perspective of them sending back the algorithm of who is sending back these pieces. And of course, the protagonist at his age in the future, sending Neil back to save himself. Like that's the kind of things I would like to see, which would make Tenet make way more sense um, if we saw it that way. Here's my thing. There were moments of the film where we do the things we're supposed to, let it play out the way it's supposed to play out, and therefore we will be okay. So Tenet was created by the protagonist in the future to stop things like this. So for him to get Tenet to where it was, he then had to make sure everything was still in place. So to me, the protagonist was the head honcho of everyone. He's the one that's moving everybody across the board, even his past self. Correct. And that's what I take from this. Uh, it's a good film. One of Nolan's most visually complex films. Uh, me being in the industry, I, I definitely have more of a greater appreciation and satisfaction watching a film like this. Um, the camera angles, um, the opening scene and the ending scene, I can only imagine how long it took to shoot those, to shoot such a, a high grand scale action sequence of that magnitude with so much special effects, so much different angles, so much high resolution, so much, you know, just explosions and, you know, stunts happening simultaneously on such a grand scale is totally amazing. So Nolan definitely by far is one of my favorite directors. Uh, Westworld again, me and Ken are gonna let y'all know as the viewers and the listeners, you need to watch Westworld. Yeah. I, Cause that's Nolan Jr. And he did the same thing on the TV series. At, Westworld season three was freaking amazing. We got to do Yeah, absolutely. But being on the industry and being on the inside, there's another guy coming up. Me and Kenny was talking about it uh, two weeks ago. So for all the listeners, you know, all the guys that's been, you know, ladies have been following us, you want to definitely check out the Dune trailer by Dennis Villanueva. Yes. He's a French-Canadian director. You will know some of his films that are not, you know, grand scale, you know, high resolution, just off the wall. Prisoners is one of his other films he done. Um, he also shot Sicario, one of my favorite drug films. Uh, Benicio Del Toro, oh man. Um, phenomenal film. Dune, Dennis Villaway, uh, he did Blade Runner 2049. Wasn't his, wasn't his best in terms of script. But it was a visually stunning film and Dune basically takes Blade Runner 2049 to 150% our level. So y'all want to take a look at that. Uh, he's the next up. Uh, Nolan is there, but Dennis Van away, he's coming up. And he's he's been he's in, 
But once Dune drops, he's going to be a household name. And he's going to command Saffron. He's going to command. He's going to take it over. So, yeah, uh, just a recommendation just from me speaking to the directors and being inside the industry and just getting some key information. Check out Dune. Uh, the trailer we definitely going to be doing some reviews on that it's, it's, it's a book um the author of the book had waited for a while before anybody was able to actually make a movie from the book because the complexity of the story um i plan on reading the book before the movie drops i haven't read in a while so just want to throw that out out there because it just totally matches up with tenant um but yeah yeah and also to, to mention the score, right? The music was great. Yes, the soundtrack, yeah, soundtrack was awesome. Was awesome. Um, the composer was Ludwig. I can't pronounce his last name. He's a gentleman. If you guys watch Mandalorian, oh, he's the guy that made and I gotta start Mandalorian, to Mandalorian season two. Yes, Mandalorian season two just completed. It was the best. I'm not gonna get to it. I don't want to spoil it. After you watch it, we could definitely Absolutely. do a review on it. Mand Mandalorian season two was phenomenal. I think. It could erase the last three Star Wars films and just have the Mandalorian season two. That's wow. how great it was. Um, when you see it, you'll see yeah, what I'm yeah. talking about. So um, definitely we'll talk about that. But yes, Ludwig, who is the composer of The Mandalorian and of course other shows and, and films, he is the composer for the songs and tracks within Tenet. So definitely a shout out to him. I'll probably Here's watch it again to you. in the future. Where, where does that? Nolan go from here? I think Nolan now makes a a normal film, a normal film in the sense of not too intellectual for the humans to <laughs> try to. to He's gonna completely dilute because, his scripts because I not dilute, but I think he needs to make another film so that the normal humans oh, can be on board with him still. He has made normal films. For example, Man of Steel, which is a phenomenal film. Nolan yes, Man of Steel, sir. Didn't know that. Yeah. Intriguing. I thought it was our boy. Uh, Wait. With the Transformers. Oh, um, what's his name? Uh, Jack. Zack Snyder. I think Zack Snyder directed that. the film. But in oh, terms okay. of uh, money he put up, uh, yeah, he was a okay. part of it. It's in his IMBD for sure. For sure. All right. So he might have just, um, yeah, you know, uh, uh, executive produced the film or whatnot. So he has a credit towards it. But yeah, Zack Snyder was the director of that film. So yes, okay. in terms of the vision and how the film was portrayed, Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder will get majority of the credit. Absolutely. So that you yeah. would just so normal film so, would yeah. then you would just attest to, to the Dark Knight, Dark Knight trilogy. Give Interstellar. Interstellar is my favorite four. because of the climactic, dramatic sequences. Well, that's why I would give that. I would give that a four. And that's why Tenet. Matthew McConaughey really drove in the moments of peril. Oh, yes. Like yes. there was so much yes. moments of peril that Matthew McConaughey really showcased through his acting. I felt right. I felt like a when lot. Matt Damon I put deletes and Scooby's abort mission and hijacks the ship and Matthew McConaughey has to like literally hightail it in space to get to the, yeah. the mothership. You know what I'm saying? Before this man literally destroys the entire mission. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow, yeah, that yeah, sequence yeah. is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Wait, 
we could definitely we'll definitely talk about we'll give this it's and that's one of my favorite sure. endings when he wakes wow. up and he's in he's basically on, on Saturn, you know, and he achieved his goal, he achieved his dream, and then he's like, Yeah, nah, I'm not with this, bro. Like, I need to really see the outskirts of space and I there's somebody out there that I need to find, you know, and he just flies into the night. And you know, I forgot the 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 Michael Caine um creed. Um, you know, we in the darkest night, you know, this is a long that's a longer one. But yeah, our Instella is one of my favorite ones, man. I really like. Yeah, really we'll give it just its own, its own review. But yeah, that's that's my that's the score it gets, ladies and gentlemen. Seven out of ten for Tenet. Um, I'm sure people will give it less. Some people might give it more. But from the reviews podcast, seven out of ten. Chris Nolan, great job. Definitely enjoyed the film. Hit. I watched it one time. So with that being said, right? Some people out there who've seen it. You think, even though they saw it just one time, or they saw it casually, especially now after the digital release, you feel if we were to ask them their thoughts, they would say it's they understood it just to kind of like lie and be in the now? Or you think if people say they understand it after one viewing or after casually watching, you think they're full of shit? What yeah, I think, this, on that? Whole, whole, I think it's full of shit. Right? Off the first first <laughs> view, no one can sit here and, and look me in the eye and say they fully understand it. I've spoken to a first AD when I was on Ghost and I hadn't seen it yet. And he's a big Nolan fan. And his first his first answer to I was tenant, he said one of Nolan's most visually stunning films he's ever made. His first response. Wow. His second response was <laughs> one of the most confusing and conflicting films he's ever had to view. And his third and final response was, I don't know how it sits, sits with me. I don't, I don't know. I have to see it a couple of times. He said, but right now, off of a first view of one sitting, I don't feel right about the film. 